When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Greetings, listener dear. Yes, welcome to a very exciting episode of Flatshare Slamdown. We're going back into the archives and listening to what we think is one of the one of the great episodes of the past. Yeah, it's a it's a fine vintage, I would say. Yeah, it's, it's one that immediately springs to mind for me. That was it. We're, over the next few months, um, we're going to be putting out um, classic episodes when we'd normally put out brand new flat slams um, for the very obvious reason that we've got no brand new flat slams. Uh, we've not we've not been able to get into a theatre and record them. We will do very, very soon. But for the moment, we're putting out some uh, classic episodes that you may not have listened to since they came out. And this one comes from 2013. So I, I hadn't listened to it since it came out. So nearly... What is that now? That's eight years. I hadn't listened to it for eight years. It's a great episode. Two That's superb bad. guests. Yeah. Paul F. Tompkins and oh. Ellis James. Oh. Well, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Have you listened back to this episode, by the way, Clarky? Have you listened oh, back to it? Oh, no, I haven't. That's all, no, 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 no. I, was, I wasn't asking that in any kind of, uh, have you done your homework kind no, of way. I just but, listened I mean, to it. I haven't done my homework is the thing. <laughs> But I did send you an email saying, could you listen back you to did, it? You did, you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, you did do that. Right. And uh, I only realised that I hadn't done that, you know, a, a couple of minutes ago. And, well, uh, you know what? Tom hasn't listened to it either. And at least he had the good grace to not show up to school today. <laughs> <laughs> he's decided he's not He's not even shown up to record the intro. Well, famously, he hated the episode. So. He didn't. He didn't. <laughs> I tell you what, everyone has a good one apart from Parry. He's an absolute <laughs> shocker. No, it's it, that's not true at all. I was listening back to this and it was almost like listening to other people, you know, like people that weren't us. Uh, it, you know, I, I had so little memory of the of the record. Oh, really? Because um, I think I remember it quite vividly. <laughs> well, actually, as each moment came back, I was like, oh, yeah, this bit. And oh, yeah, this bit. And um, it's, it's very funny. I won't tell people kind of how to listen to it, but it's very, very funny because... <laughs> Paul F. Tompkins was doing... Now, if you don't know Paul F. Tompkins, he is someone that we, we are huge fans of from, like, yeah. way back in Mr. Show. Mr. Show was, like, a big inspiration on what Pappy's did initially when we first started doing our, our shows. And, obviously, if you'll know him from, like, Comedy Bang Bang mm-hmm. and uh, his other podcast ventures. And he is... He's just a brilliant comedian. And he was doing a run of, um, of his show at the Soho Theatre... And we took a chance and booked him. And I'd been to see his show, I think I'd actually been to see his show the previous night. Really, really good. But I think this was his first show in Britain, like with British comics. And we really feel like we're kind of ambassadors for Britain. (laughs) (laughs) And we're doing a terrible job. (laughs) He's not come back, has he? He's not come back. (laughs) He did oh, come dear. back, but he brought the comedy bang bang and didn't do any, you know, yeah, didn't yeah, do any brought, other podcast records. Yeah, he brought all his friends with him to back him up. So, that he, oh, I'm sorry, I'd love to come and do your podcast again, but I've got to go and have a dinner with Scott Ockerman. So, sorry about that. But yeah, it's um, it's a really fun episode, and I uh, hope you enjoy it. Um, as always, if you if you like this show and if you uh, want to uh, chuck us a bit of money because we put these episodes out for free. Um, if you want to chuck us a bit of cash, go to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Pappy's Flatshare, um, where there are bonus episodes every week. Tons of them now, tons Mate, of bonus honestly, content. It's, it's such good value, our Patreon. It's insane value. You we get are, so much when you sign up. We're robbing ourselves blind. <laughs> we're working ourselves into <laughs> we're the ground. We're still working. We're still because we, yeah, we we started working on like bonus podcast all the way through lockdown, and now lockdown has effectively ended. You know, we're going back to jobs. You know, of to varying levels, and. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is, Clarky and I are here right now recording this. <laughs> Parry's not here. 
make of that what you will in terms of how many jobs you've got to go back to but um <laughs> but we are we're still churning out a ton of um of, of bonus content on the patreon um we need to slow up but that's for us oh, to yeah. deal with <laughs> um <laughs> You don't need to worry about that. You, you can just, you can just sign up and you instantly get like a, a ridiculous amount of ep- episodes to listen to. I think there is nearly 200 bonus episodes that you get immediately. You get them holy, immediately, holy straight away to, to wade your way through. Loads so if you've of got a stuff. long drive coming up, say for example, <laughs> you're driving around the globe. <laughs> Twice, I tell you what, Michael Palin's just signed up. He's, <laughs> he's doing another one of those around the world uh, tours. Yeah, um, fantastic. Yeah, but I just saw Richard Branson uh, signed up. I think he's, he's got a big journey yeah. coming up. Yeah. Oh, well, I just want Bezos to sign up. Come on, you've got the cash, mate, and you've you got the free time on, now. You've stepped mate. down. Um, so, a bit of point of business before we crack into the episode proper. Um, we had a message from Connor who sent us the, uh, the, 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 the brilliant um, uh, beef from the Steve Bajer episode, which if you haven't listened to that episode, it's a really, really good one. What a, what a great guest Steve was. Um, but oh. Connor, we, he used the expression chinning biffs. Chinning biffs. Yeah. Now, Tom was adamant it was an autocorrect from chinning beers, yes. which sort of makes, makes sense. You know, beers are well, something you chin. I thought not. But yeah. You, yeah, you thought not, uh, Tom. Uh, Tom thought so, um, and I thought Biff's might have something to do with you know the Mary Jane shit bifters, the uh, <laughs> yes, the good course. green. You know, I don't, I don't shit bifters. You never know had a shit bifter. <laughs> the, the good old Mary Jane shit bifters. Oh mate, that's why people say that's the shit. The full <laughs> phrase is, that's the Mary Jane shit I, I hear that if you're passing a joint round, never give it to Matthew, because the way that he bogarts it is so disgusting. <laughs> I've actually um, been butt-chinning recently. <laughs> <laughs> that's why... That's why it's, I'm, I'm, it's a shame we haven't been, had a chance to hang out in person because I need someone to hold my legs. <laughs> I'm just yeah. going to use you as a bong. <laughs> so so uh, Connor got in touch to say, thought you'd like to know that chinning biffs means smoking cigarettes round these parts, brackets, right. the Northwest. Thanks for reading the beef out. Now, we, because we, of course, thought it was, but it's, so it's, it's, nothing to do with beer it's nothing to do with marijuana literally smoking a cigarette is uh, is chinning a biff fair play so um we're gonna go off and chin a few biffs <laughs> <laughs> you can enjoy this episode both ends. with <laughs> you can enjoy this episode with uh, ellis james and uh, and paul f tompkins couple of things Oh, uh, there's a little uh, bit of uh, we're going to leave it all in it's going to go out exactly as it went out at the time there's a oh, lovely no. blast from the past producer Ben DJ Bucket Louse does a uh, a little advert for some live shows I'm assuming they've happened um, <laughs> well, so you never know been, you, nev- you, you yeah. never know um, so uh, but you'd have to check his Twitter for that um, and also uh, we have got a message from one of the stars of that episode with his memories of the night. Here it is. I was very pleased to be asked to do that particular episode of Flatshare Slamdown. I think it was my debut. Um, I was also uh, very impressed by the way Paul F. Tompkins was dressed from memory. I've not seen a fault of this, but from memory, he was wearing uh, a kind of baby blue suit that made it Look like he was selling milkshakes in heaven in a film set in the 1950s. I, I think you know what I mean from that. Um, I was very impressed by the fact that Poppies had got Paul F. Tompkins, because I was obviously I was aware of his work, things like Comedy Bang Bang. So impressed, in fact, to the extent that I remember thinking, how far does the Poppies' influence reach? Should I be taking this gig more seriously? Should I be taking them more seriously? Uh, the gig, from what I remember, was a lot of fun. Watershed moment for me because it was the first time I got a big laugh for uh, doing an impression of a Northern Irish man that didn't actually have that many jokes in it. But I remember thinking, this is my future. If I go into voiceovers, my future is warm, regional. Anyway, I have very fond memories of uh, this show, so I hope you enjoy it. All right, well, enjoy the app. Lock in. 
Gin that biff. <laughs> <laughs> There's smoke coming from the kitchen! Fire! Oh, God! Oh. Matthew, what are you playing at? The sink was on fire, so I smothered it with a tea towel. Oh, well done, genius. Way to ruin our plan. What plan? We set fire to the dirty dishes, then the fire brigade come along, power hose them all down, and we don't have to do the washing up. Oh, well, time for plan B. I'll get out my power hose. No, Ben. My penis, then? I've got it. We sledgehammer through the kitchen ceiling and perform a rain dance. It's a raining man. Hallelujah, it's a raining man. Oh, <laughs> why can't you just do the dishes yourself? Because then I don't get to do my dance. Besides, you just singed the tea towel. Look, one of you two will have to do it. Well, it's not going to be me. If I'm going to wear rubber, it's not going to be gloves. It'll be my latex leotard. And it's not going to be me. I've got issues with doing the dishes. Well, there's only one way to settle this. We're going to have to have a... Flash Slowdown! Ahoy hoy and welcome to Flatshare Slamdown coming to you from the Soho Theatre in London. This is the flat-based panel show that says No, I don't want no scrub. Scrub is a guy who won't get no love from me. Hanging out the passenger side of his best friend's ride. Try to holler at me. I'm the host and landlord, Matthew Crosby. And while they're under my roof... I genuinely wanted to start with Scrub is a guy who thinks he's flying. He's also known as a buster, but it's too long. Um... Well, let's introduce the two guys I hang out with. Uh, it's Tom Parry and Ben Clark. Oh! So, Tom, why are you being such a washout? Out, let it all out. These are the things I can do without. Come on. Okay. Talking to you. No, oh, sorry. <laughs> You've got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Now, um... <laughs> Tom, <laughs> this is turning into music. This is basically a jukebox now. We've turned it from podcast into jukebox. So, Tom, why are you not going to do the washing up for us? Well, terrible incident. A few years ago, there I was at the kitchen sink. I was doing the washing up. I slipped on some bubbles on the floor and I landed on my face, but it was the side of my face that I had just buttered. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Suds Law. Law. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm now going to have to remove that from later in the script, Tom. Um, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> got about three Suds Law jokes. I've, uh, got another, I've got another one, but if I'm going to do it, you're in it for the long haul. <laughs> if I'm going to do this, you've got to be with me at the end. Can I just say, we're this is what Tom was like. When Tom, used to stand up, when Tom used to do stand-up, he used to start his sets with this. This is his opening. Listen, guys, if, if I start talking now, you've got to be with me at the end. <laughs> Sorry, Paul, you were going to say something. No, I was going to express the same outrage that you were expressing. I didn't, I didn't know that was a thing we were allowed to do. Yeah. That's yeah. comedians. You know what? what, you're allowed Listen, to beg? When I, when I tell the story, at the end, you have to laugh at it. You're going to get a We should play the game in a second, but listen, um, can we... Tom, we're in Don't for the... Don't you dare try and rush this We're bed. in for the long haul. <laughs> I saw that gesture, mate. Producer Ben just <laughs> this did... This is happening. Producer Ben just did what we like to call the draw it out, draw it out uh, gesture. <laughs> Make I'm it longer. Not, I'm not going to do the washing up, Matthew, because I used to work in a seafood restaurant and Jesus. I used to do the washing up with a German fellow by the name of Hans. <laughs> now, in that seafood restaurant, oh, people, there was... People are already against this. <laughs> but wait, wait, hang goat. on a sec, hang on a sec. They may be back on board by the end. That was the only caveat. That was it. They can go as far away from the bits during the bits, but by the end, there is going to be a standing O, Mr. Paul F. Tompkins, a standing O. Now, in that particular seafood restaurant, there was a Hungarian waitress who went by the name of Your Face. Now, Your Face was very fond of the fish that were in the tank in that sea restaurant. There was one piece of seafood in particular. It was a little squid. It was a bright green squid, and it wasn't a very clever squid. And, oh, your face loved that squid. And no-one would eat it because it looked so silly and it looked so green and it was so stupid. But one day, a man came in and said, I want to order that squid. And your face said, no, not the squid. He said, yes, kill that squid and I will eat it. So she got the squid, she went back into the kitchen, she picked up the knife. She said, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. The manager said, unless you kill that squid, you're fired. She said, I just can't do it. 
So they got the washer up and the German washer up her hands. He came over, he picked up the knife, he said, I'll do this. He picked it up, he said, I just can't do it. Yeah, I know I he just feels. can't do it. The manager said, oh no. Hands that does dishes is as soft as your face with the mild green, fairly thick squid. <laughs> What I like is, Paul, you stood up. Was that even a slogan in America? Well, slogans are slogans. Yes! Oh! Yes! You're my ideal audience member, Paul. I imagine that was a joke. What? <laughs> I, I sussed it up. It really is amazing to see an American perspective on British comedy because it suddenly really does explode the myth of the special relationship. <laughs> Paul has come over, flown across the Atlantic. It's like, man, this, this is fucking bullshit. Like, <laughs> that is the worst Paul F. Tompkins impersonation I've ever heard. You remember the episode of Death Comedy Jam where he came out wearing a suit with his own face spray painted onto that suit? Oh, well, we've, we've, we've pretty much met our other guests, but we should have a proper chat to them. So, uh, Tom, who have you brought with you? Just quick, just quickly tell me who it is. Well, Matthew, the Jamboree is in town, and yeah, and the Jamboree needed a bit of sport. It was all about entertainment. People were complaining, so I hired the best. <laughs> was that the reason people were complaining, or I don't know. were you the opening act? Could that be the case? I hired the best bare knuckle prize fighter that Wales could toss up. It was... He's genuinely taken up boxing. Yeah, but only, yeah. only in the last five days. So, uh, <laughs> it's Anna... Ellis, the triple jab. <laughs> James! Yeah! Wait. Now, I know for a fact that Ellis... Ellis only knows the triple jab because he's been inoculated. That's the only reason. <laughs> he's had his BCG. I am not going to get German measles. No way. <laughs> so, uh, Ellis, what kind of a flatmate are you? Technically, but... <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't pull my weight when it comes to the washing up and that sort of stuff. But I, I see myself as a vibe man. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like the sort of bezes from the Happy Mondays. I'm like that for the house. So, yeah, yeah, you know. If you've had a bad day, bloody go into my fetid room. and <laughs> Some of the impressions I'll do will be absolutely top draw. <laughs> You're not going to do any impressions of me? <laughs> I thought you were setting yourself up to do some fantastic impressions, but then oh, apparently that was no, the end no. of the well, anecdotes. Well, well, I, I would vibe it based on how bad a day my flatmate had had. OK, well, say, for example, I'm your flatmate, yeah. and I've just spent a day with Tom, yeah. and uh, oh, he's told me a long... day ever! He's told me a long-winded story that relies on a sort of Nanette Newman pun yeah. at the end. Um, how would you cheer me up? Well, you'd come into my room, you'd bring up the fact that I hadn't done any of the washing up, and I'd say, let's talk about that another time. Why don't I be a humble... Scottish fish and chip shop owner. <laughs> so these aren't impressions of people I'll have met or heard of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd be given creative license then. So I'd be like, oh, would you like a double batter sausage with that? And, and you, it works. Yeah, thank you. It's very, I, feel, I feel cheered up already. Yeah, yeah. I am going to end the conversation immediately, yeah, yeah. though. Um, uh, ben. Maybe, maybe a Northern Irish call centre. It's fine, it's fine. <laughs> This month's targets. Oh, boo hoo! Um, so, uh, Clarky, who have you brought along? Well, rather embarrassingly, all the way from the United States of America, it's actually the Comedy Police. Um, <laughs> I didn't realise we would have such a shocker early doors. So, uh, it's Paul F. Tompkins! <laughs> Hello, Paul. I'm glad Ben qualified which United States he was talking of. Of America. Of America, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the one you're from. Today, we're, we're trying to solve the problem of who's going to do the washing up. Are you a washer-upper? I am a washer-upper. I'm very good at it. I will say that as a flatmate, I am as good as the company I keep. So I will either be washing up for the good of the house, or I'll be washing up in a passive-aggressive, <laughs> loud way that lets everyone know that I was the one who did it. That is introductions over because we, we do actually need to do this podcast. I, I didn't uh, get to do my impressions. Oh! <laughs> I apologise. Who are your cheery-uppy characters that would, you do for your... Would you like to hear a North Carolinian bakery assistant? Yeah! yeah. I believe we would. I thought you might. Is this enough dough? <laughs> 
Can you imagine the fun if we lived with each other? Let's do round one. Let's go. Wash me up. If you don't wash me up, I'll start to rot. Wash me up. You better wash me up. I am a pot. Get the water hot. Put some green liquid in and scrub my top. What was wonderful? What was wonderful about that was I heard Paul when you heard the first uh, chords go, "I think I get this," <laughs> and then when he heard the first line, "Wash me up," he's like, "Oh yeah, I definitely get it." Yeah, it's. Uh... What do you think it was going to be slightly cleverer than that? I I, I never wanted that to end. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the round one we're going to play uh, this week is called "Bitch in Sync." Are we going to play my round where we clean an old baked bean can to impress a lady? Scour tin for girls? <laughs> no, we're not. We're playing bitch and sing. Uh, oh, aren't we going to do my round? Tweet ta uh, tweet owl. Wait, <laughs> wait. <laughs> tweet, uh, another another drink, tweet. Clarky. <laughs> tweet tweet owl. Where? Tweet. Can owl, I just wait? Hang on a second, gentlemen. Can I just say? Tweet. That's got to be three strikes in your out, Clarky. On that. <laughs> You cannot have three run-ups and the word sea towel tea to make the pun. You're going you're to milk an owl. Is that what you're going to do? I'm, I'm going to milk an owl. Yeah, this I'm is the make, thing I can listen to forever. Teat owl. Teat owl. <laughs> I wanted to try it. I wanted to try it because it felt like fun. I knew it was fun to say. Teat going crazy. Owl. Teat, teat owl. Um, Cuba Sudding Jr.? No, we're not going to do... We're going to play Bitch in Sync. In this round, I'm going to give each team something annoying which they have to complain about whilst both speaking in unison. They'll literally have to bitch in sync. So, uh, Tom and Ellis, you're going to go first. Yeah, it's almost more fun to hear the name of the round than hear the round That's itself. What we, found we found that out. Um, so, Tom and Ellis, you're going to go first. Do you understand the rules? Tom, yes. you might want... Yes. Yes, we do. Okay, great. <laughs> let's uh, let's start. Your topic is relationships. Bitch in sync. Okay. Why do birds? <laughs> you're supposed to be complaining. Hang on, you're supposed to be complaining about this. <laughs> well, appear, appear every time I could speed up this. You are haven't. Done, done the washing up. Oh, oh, hold tight, hold tight. Are you using the slightly misogynistic term? <laughs> oh, come on, mate. Oh, it's 2013. <laughs> We're a post-feminist country now. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> OK, so why do birds always appear when they haven't done the washing up? <laughs> Give us a little bit more on that. What are other problems you've had within relationships? Well... Well... <laughs> Okay, right, I'm... Can I just say, Tom, you came up with this round. How can you... How can you not... When we, when we demoed it earlier on, you were better than this. Well, I'll give you one final chance, because at the moment I can't... I can't give... I'm supposed to give you points out of ten. You're in minus numbers at the moment. <laughs> well, now it's Ben and Paul's turn. <laughs> We're just getting the hang of that. 
Now, really, the bar has been set so phenomenally low. I know, Paul, you've only been in the country uh, for uh, 24 hours, but you've probably already got a good idea. Your topic is the state of Britain today. Now, bear in mind, Clarkie had trouble talking on his own a second ago, so... I think this teet is the way forward for me. Owl. Okay. Teet owl. Already you've got one point just for doing that. Yeah. Um, off you go, bitch in sync. Why, Why is it that, that when I look round, all I see are layabouts and flippity jivets? We were all thinking it. We were all thinking it. Someone had the guts to say it. Oh, I'm so glad that wasn't racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say... Oh, it's going to be Filipinos for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to hear more of that, but I'm going to give you extra points because, Paul, you adopted a British accent as well. <laughs> so did I. Very important. Yeah. <laughs> OK, what else is wrong with the state of Britain today? I mean, do, do me, me a favour. <laughs> Clarky take control oh. for a split second Whoa. there. Oh. Danger, danger. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know I had that opinion. <laughs> so I think the winners there have to be Ellison uh, Tom. Paul <laughs> Ellison. No, it has to be. <laughs> it has to be purely for the use of the word flippity jibbit. I'm going to give uh, a full 10 points to, uh, to oh. Ben and Paul there. And I'm going to give. <laughs> I'm going to give no points to Tom. And Ellis. Uh, Why do birds suddenly appear? <laughs> I think that may have been pre-written, Tom. Um, <laughs> but it's not over yet. There's everything to play for as we head into flat games. Games! Let's play together. Games! Let's play forever. Roll the dice, spin that thing. Put that there. Do as you're told. Games! If you lose, you get nothing. Games! If you win, you get gold. Gold! Games where we take a classic game and change both the name and the rules, creating a far less classic game. This week <laughs> is our take on tic tac toe, limerick tac toe. So, in this round, the teams are going to make up limericks. They're going to alternate lines between the two team members, but in what we are describing as our most underwhelming twist to date. After each line, they must pop a tic tac into their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> We've got sponsorship! We've got sponsorship! No, I actually bought these. Um, <laughs> I mean, this is hardly a spectator sport at the best of times, but on an audio podcast, Christ alive, it's heartbreaking. The listener at home will have to content themselves with the knowledge that whilst our ideas are stale, our contestants' breath, minty fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Points, as always, for performance, interesting rhymes, and as this is a limerick, gentle boardiness, uh, I'll give you a, a place name for the first line, but feel free to add an adjective or profession to your humorous protagonist. Uh, so, Ben and Paul, do you want fruity or minty for the Tic Tacs? Mm. Fruity. fruity. Okay, no, you, can, uh, you can stop that now. You can stop When Matthew explained the rounds to Paul just before we came on stage, <laughs> Tom said, uh, you do have limericks in America, do you? <laughs> you don't know. Uh, okay, so, Ben, you'll be doing the first line. So your protagonist, as we're at the Soho Theatre, comes from Soho. Off you go. There once was a girl from Soho... <laughs> ..who did just glance down and say, Oh, no! When she saw both her tits... <laughs> ..she went into fits. <laughs> At all tit hats. <laughs> just to remind you, you're talking about a busty epileptic. Um, <laughs> Shit. So there once was a girl from Soho who looked down... At... Who just did glance down and say, oh, no. Oh, no. She looked she at looked her, her tits, tits... And she w went into fits. <laughs> and then she went into a field to have a mow. <laughs> Soho and... Oh, well, Mo, almost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a soft rhyme, but it's still... <laughs> I think it's still... It's a half rhyme. It's a soft rhyme for this gentle comedy. Uh, <laughs> 
Okay, well, that wasn't a bad start. Uh, let's play with Ben and Paul's team. I don't know why, just the, the script says so. Uh, but this time, Paul, you can start it off. Your place language. Your place name. Uh, your place name is Philadelphia. If you, or if you prefer Philly, would you prefer Philly? Philly might fit better in a, in a rhyme scheme. But you know what? Don't be silly. I, <laughs> I, accept, I accept the challenge of Philadelphia. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. That's very brave of you as I have to rhyme with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, off you go. Philadelphia. <laughs> Limerick Tacto. A chap from Philadelphia had a rather droopy ear. <laughs> he tugged on it often. <laughs> and it started him coughing. Uh, and he exclaimed... <laughs> I'm going to have to push you for a rhyme, Paul. I'm going to have to push you. And he exclaimed, neither scans nor sorry can hear. Oh! oh! Worth the wait! From the jaws... From the jaws of defeat there. What you didn't see was Paul did a celebration lap of the room after that. Uh, <laughs> it, fe it feels like I'm in eight mile. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Eight Mile, if you paused it and then fucked off for 30 <laughs> seconds and came back and played the next bit. Um, Another tic-tac. Another tic-tac, yeah. <laughs> well, you get the fresh mint tic-tacs. Uh, I think there's something in those fruity ones. Uh, Tom and Ellis. Now, Tom, uh, you can start off first. And because you're constantly surprised by what comes out of your own mouth, you can choose your own place name. Right. There once was a man from Merthyr Tidfil. <laughs> um... Who was brave and very professional. <laughs> he walked with a limp. Um, dressed his wife as a gimp. <laughs> and behaved towards her ever so spiteful. Wait, hang on, no. Uh, hang on, no. How did that get around? Oh, oh, oh. Everybody from the 313, put your motherfucking hands up and follow me! Excellent impression of Paul F. Tompkins there at the end. Um, <laughs> say what? <laughs> I'm a man of the people, so I, I have to go sense. with the audience, but it sort of made sense, but it wasn't a limerick <laughs> and it didn't rhyme. It sort of... I don't know if I can... Right, I tell you what, you've got one more now. You're going to have to help me with this, Ellis. Uh, your, your final place name is... Now, I've got it written out... Uh, oh, right. oh, I see where we're uh, going Phonetically. Is it clan fire puck gwyn gich gog geroch wim draw book clan tisli or go go go? No, it's a clan fire puck gwyn gich gog geroch wim draw book clan tisli or go go go. Oh! So abbreviated to clan fire PG. Well, off you go. That is yours. Clan fire PG. The, okay. There was a young man from clan fire PG who wanted to be on TV. <laughs> His, uh... <laughs> tic Tacs! Yeah. <laughs> His Tic Tacs, go on. <laughs> His talent was basic. <laughs> Please rhyme it. His park was Jurassic. <laughs> um... His loft was very spacious. No. <laughs> Unacceptable, Thomas. His talent was basic. He worked on a spaceship. I'll give you the half rhyme because I want this round to end. <laughs> Paul, when you go back to America, tell them about us, will you? <laughs> do you want to just do a recap? Uh, there was a young man from Tanvald PG who wanted to be on TV. His talent was basic. He worked on a spaceship. Yet he always had Kievs for his tea. <laughs> well, we just found another talent we don't have. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, well, that round did exactly what it set out to do. Prove the noble and gentle art of poetry is still alive and kicking. After that, or airy-fairy lyrical nonsense, let's have a good old-fashioned argument. It's Beef Brothers! Each week we ask our panel to pit their considerable intelligence against a hitherto unsolved problem. This week's beef comes from uh, Laurie, who is in our audience tonight. And Laurie writes, My flatmate Ron is simply too pleasant. She constantly apologises for things that can't possibly be her fault. Faulty electrics, my own untidiness, and is always so fucking generous. (laughs) It's so irritating. Now, this is confusing, because you're called Laurie. Apparently so. Your flatmate Ron... Is called a, la- a lady, right? You've got a lady Ron and a male Laurie. Yeah. Fine, not judging. It's the short form of Rotten, which is a Welsh name. Enjoyable. Ooh, what do you You say enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing your own positive heckles. Enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> So, here's how it's going to work. Ben and Paul, you're going to be on the prosecution team, so you are going to be for Laurie. Uh, Tom and Ellis, your job is to act as the defence, so you are on the side of Ron. Um, But before our teams fly like a paralegal, there's just time for a quick cross-examination. Any questions you'd like to ask to uh, Laurie? How long have you been living with Ron? Uh, Not very long, just a few months. Just a few months, so it's still very early on in the housemate relationship. Yeah, it could all go sour. But she's well, been it has very, gone sour. She's being very, <laughs> still being very polite. It's kind of in that period where you should be being nice to each other. I guess so. <laughs> oh, oh, he guesses so. Hang on, hang on a second. Easy, Paz. You're not arguing yet. Uh, any questions from the prosecution? Paul or Ben, do you have any questions? Um, how do you know her? Well, they Did live you... together, mate. This is how the... <laughs> I, th- I think he meant originally. Oh, OK, I apologise. Uh, she's she's uh, a girlfriend of my friend. Interesting. <laughs> I'm sorry. I will not use that in any way. <laughs> through through a girlfriend of your friend? She's a girlfriend of your friend. Yeah. And you've been bitching too. about her on the podcast? <laughs> Paul said that, by the way. <laughs> and you've been bitching about her on the podcast? <laughs> that was me that time. Say what? <clears throat> uh, and this is a strictly platonic arrangement. Well, As if that's possible. Yes. He, Wait, please. The, I believe I have the floor. <laughs> the boyfriend lives there too. Oh, this yeah. is interesting. <laughs> Wait, are we on your side? Yes. Well, no, we're on right. her side. No. Nope, you're on, you're on his side. We're on his side. This <laughs> is interesting. <laughs> Do you hear them having sex? Oh, that was an incredible... Someone did an impersonation of him. <laughs> I don't think it was, no. No further questions, <laughs> Your Honour. <laughs> I have a question. What did you think it was? Yes. <laughs> we had an issue with some trapped pigeons. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I once lost my temper with my flatmates because I woke up in the morning and I could hear all this sort of this banging. I thought, some bloody idiot has left the bloody immersion heater on all night. And I went to investigate and they were making sweet, sweet love. <laughs> Did you get inside their room? <laughs> no, well, I went and stood next to the immersion heater for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, just to cool down. <laughs> Went, went back uh, past their room and realised what had happened. And uh, well, this boys is the reason will be boys. something else was emerging. Waste <laughs> oh, no. not, want not. 
How long have these pigeons been trapped? Well, we, when we moved in, there were some pigeons and they were sort of nesting in the roof space and our landlord's solution was to repair the tiles while the pigeons were still in there. The so. pigeons are not on trial, all right? The pigeons are not on trial. So this pigeon family has been walled up in your home? Yeah. And they fuck all the time. <laughs> <laughs> It's called cabin oh, well. fever. Great. Waste <laughs> not, what not? <laughs> boys will be boys. Ken, right, OK, that is enough information for our team to make their cases. So I call upon Paul to begin the case for the prosecution. You have uh, one minute, starting from now. What do we even know about this so-called Ron? <laughs> Her name is from a foreign place and then shortened into the bargain. For all we know, she's trapping pigeon families <laughs> in collusion with this landlord so as to drive Lori insane with this sound that could be human beings having sex <laughs> or it could be pigeons fighting for their lives. <laughs> Maybe that's why she's so pleasant and happy all the time because she's covering something up. People have bad dates. Why doesn't Ron? Is it because she's uh, crossing gender boundaries every day? <laughs> I submit to you, whoever is judging this. Is it you, Matthew? The audience. The audience! <laughs> I call Matthew as a nickname. <laughs> Matthew. <laughs> this gender bending, false smiling, crocodile tearsing, pigeon trapping Ron must be stopped before she continues. Yes. Very compelling opening argument for the prosecution. What does the defence have to say? Ellis, you have a minute starting now. Wouldn't the world be much better if everyone was as nice as Ron, a woman who's willing to make her own sexual intercourse sound like pigeon entrapment as an act of unity, not only with her friends, but with the animal world. That is incredible. She's so nice because she's been blessed by Mother Nature. And Mother Nature said, listen, Ron, do Ron, Ron. And I think, uh, Laurie, that the problem lies with you, to be perfectly honest. I think if you can let Ron into your life, you could grow as a person, and who knows, you might not turn up at podcasts and bitch about people who are bloody good to you, but behind their backs. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the, uh, the case rests. You're on. Ellis James there. Now... So we certainly heard a lot of words there. Laurie, how do you think it's going so far? I'm quietly confident. Oh, Matthew doesn't like that. Um, is, it, is it technically quietly confident if you're saying it into a microphone? <laughs> what a technicality that is. God, you thought you'd get trapped up in legalese, but it's just... That is a point of order, yes. Uh, well, let's see, Clarky. now... Hello. You know you are on Laurie's side. Absolutely. Okay. He's a man. He's a man. Yeah. He's quietly confident. Smash that confidence into smithereens. <laughs> Can do. As you do every week. <laughs> a minute starts now. Well, this Ron, and it is her name, who is, let's face it, we all know what's going on here. She's having sex with pigeons. <laughs> And that is not something I can condone. Another season, you can't another condone. reason for making whoopee. <laughs> you thought it was going to be a minute, didn't you? It's 30 seconds. <laughs> I'd love to finish there. Yeah. Um, she's making poor Laurie red with anger. And Laurie, I will ask you to not be yellow. To stand up to her. Don't be yellow, Laurie. Be red, Laurie. <laughs> yellow, Laurie. Red, Laurie. Yellow, Laurie. Red, oh. Laurie. <laughs> the, the, whatever I was doing rests. 
so Tom, uh, you're going to conclude the case for the defence. Now, are you going to do it as yourself? No, I'm going to do it um, as my uh, deep southern uh, John Grisham lawyer character, Mr. Fanshaw Standen. Mr. Fanshaw Standen. The pants are hitched way up. The pants are hitched way up. Fanshaw Standen presiding and indeed providing. Thank you, Your Honour. Thank you, Your Honour. Wait, is this me? <laughs> my cousin over there... My cousin over there may have been using a lot of damn loud, fandangled legal words there, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. They be using all of them damn confusing phrases there that we simple folk, we don't care to think about there. Hell, I see you there, sir. You run the bakery and you do a damn fine job of it, too. This is a small town, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. This is a small town in a world that's getting bigger. <laughs> Hell, just the other day there, Mrs. Standen received one of them dear emails. <laughs> what is this emails? We're simple folks round here. We don't understand no emails. You want to talk to your friend Terry, who is a girl, and that's okay, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> then you get on them dead bus and you travel down to see dead Terry. She make a mean apple pie, and I'm sure you've tasted it. <laughs> no, this is a small town. We simple people. We, how do you do? We have a nice day. We be pleased, we be thank you. We sure as hell be sorry. <laughs> I be proud to be sorry. You be proud to be sorry. Ron be proud to be sorry. You, you make your decisions, the defense rests. <laughs> Sure, speaking in Pat with it. <laughs> He's from southern Jamaica. He was, yeah. For a while there, everything was decidedly iry with, uh, with I, Pat. I didn't know I could do my prosecution or defence as a character. That you, would have changed everything. You've done enough characters already in this James. <laughs> Where would he have worked? Where would he have been from? <laughs> he would have been a humble New York um, <laughs> financial advisor. Yeah! <laughs> And how, 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 how would he sound? All I'm gonna say is I hope that Ron, if that is his real motherfucking name, has got critical illness cover, life assurance, a decent pension plan. Because you can only be nice if you've got your fucking financial life in order. Yes. He's so humble. He does so humble. <laughs> That, that, let that be stricken from the record. That cannot be used <laughs> when Matthew comes to make his decision. Um, uh, so, as much fun as this... You love the idea that the audience is called Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> Keep Absolutely. on using it. I've always wanted to refer to myself in the third person. This is kind of giving me the window of opportunity to do so. Um, so, audience, if you think that Ben and Paul, and therefore Laurie, is in the right... Now, remember, this is about a girl being polite, not about pigeons fucking or a bakery. Um, <laughs> or about... Or is it? The bigger issues. Is it? Okay, so if you think Ben and Paul and therefore Laurie is in the right, would you applaud now? <laughs> Laurie, you're not even fucking applauding, mate. <laughs> He's no longer so quietly confident, Clarky. Um, but if you think Fanshawe and Ellis' arguments win the day, applaud now. <laughs> the defence rests, Your Honour. So, Laurie, you were wrong. How do you feel? I'm less worried about this than the pigeon fucking that I've got to go home. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. So the next and indeed final round is of course the quickfire round. <laughs> just let's let's get let's go on, let's just do it. Get over with us. This is the quick fire round It's the round that goes really quickly So you'd think 
It being a quick round, it would have a quick introduction. Ooh, it doesn't. Doesn't have a quick introduction. It's kind of the joke that we're doing. So in the past, we've been accused of being too relaxed. On the quick fire introduction. Well, all of that is about to change because Clarky's going electric with this mother. Listen to me go. Take it away, Clarky. So when Tom left the house, we'd agreed that I'd do a wailing guitar solo at this point in the song. Oh boy, that boy can really play. Oh yeah, that's the problem. It's a bit beyond me at my current level. He's been going to lessons. Very true. I have started taking uh, lessons. Um... And he's bought two new guitars. Yeah, I've spent quite a lot of money, uh, but I still can't do it. So instead, <laughs> I'm just going to eat a packet of crisps. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Chuck. Listen to this. It's your cousin, you know, Charles Berry. You know that new sound that you've been looking for. Well, I think, I think that I found it. And it is the quick fire. <laughs> I do genuinely feel quite bad. I feel as if I must point out that Chuck Berry's cousin is called is yeah it's Marvin Berry. I know it's Marvin Berry. Doesn't, have, doesn't have the same name, but just a different form <laughs> as his cousin. I hadn't thought it through, and I panicked. I panicked. Tom, we watched the film three weeks ago <laughs> together. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> Clarky really let things rip back then. Stitched up. Thanks, bro. But you made it look pretty easy. It's time I had a go. Check this out. It's not weeping. It's great. It's fucking eyes out, mate. Here's the quick fire. Fucking loud! It's the best moment of my life. Yeah. <laughs> the man who shouted Judas. Excellent work. Um, uh, uh, yeah. Okay. So this is the quick fire round. <laughs> I genuinely don't feel like doing it now. Um, of course, in this quickfire round, all the questions will be washing up based. So, Tom and Ellis, let's hear your buzzers. Uh, ben and Paul, let's hear yours. OK, excellent. <laughs> let's go. Why was the bowl not paying attention? Ellis James. Well, because it's just an inanimate object. I'll give you that. It was actually, he was distracted. <laughs> Why are people who pack really well for a camping holiday unable to do the washing up once they get there? Because they're pricks. Ben, no. The answer is not Ben, because oh, they're pricks. Because they packed everything but the kitchen sink. Correct answer. Oh. Yes! What is the absolute bestest thing to wash up the pots with? Paul F. Tompkins. Eat owl. I got it, I got it.
got it. I, got I will it. give you a point, yeah. I got it. Brillo pad. Two points to Ben and Paul. Which US rapper had a hit song, 99 Problems, but a washing up brush ain't one? Uh, Ellis James. Is it Jay-Z cloth? I, I'll give you Jay cloth is what I have, a Jay-Z cloth even better. Why was Fred Astaire stood in the kitchen sink? Tap dancing. Correct. Uh, what, who is the cleanest horror film psychopath? Squeaky clean Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> From, from a nightmare on Wash Street. Is that yes, yes. That's exactly right. Uh, yeah, go on. Jay Sink. <laughs> oh, it's in Jason. Like Jason from Friday the Thirteenth. Jason. No, it's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre's Lather Face. Oh, Jesus Christ! In which film does Al Pacino say the immortal line, "Say hello to my little sponge"? <laughs> Paul, Paul F. Tompkins, you you are up? No, Clarky. <laughs> Scourface. <laughs> Face Tom Parry. <laughs> Too good. Role play now. You and your female partner have a male friend over for dinner. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, 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 it's on a hair trigger. It's on a real hair trigger. <laughs> After the meal, over the washing up, your friend exclaims to your lady partner, nice norks. <laughs> Why is this acceptable? Why would it be okay to say to somebody, nice norks? If they've got nice norks? <laughs> no, Clarky! You've fallen into it's that trap life, before. Right? You've fallen into that trap before, no. Uh, Ellis James. Because we're actually in a post-feminist No! <laughs> I'll give you a point for that. It's actually that a nork is a single piece of cutlery that combines a knife and a fork. Uh, can you name any... Or... Can you name any yeah, more yeah. of those? Uh, yes, Paul, you almost smashed a glass doing it. Spork. Spork. Yes. Any more? A foon. <laughs> Spoon and fork, I'll give it. A fife. A fork and a knife. <laughs> and a banana. <laughs> my favourite line from Macbeth. A fife. A fife. A fork and a knife. A cutlery crown. A spaff. A spaff. Spatula and a fork. <laughs> I'll accept a spaff. Cheers, mate. You don't know what you let yourself in for that. <laughs> You've earned yourself a right spaff. <laughs> <laughs> Any final uh, combos? Mind if I spaff on your not? <laughs> <laughs> I think that is the final question. I think we'll... <laughs> can't go any further. That is the end of that. That's our time. Those were our questions. We have uh, a winner. Oh. <laughs> I, I need a complete change of blood after this. But before we find out who is all washed up, it's time for uh, plugs. Pappies have a new TV show on BBC Three this summer. It's called Bad Alts. By the time this goes out for the listener at home, you'll probably be able to find it on uh, BBC iPlayer, so do check it out. If you'd like to see Pappies live, the details of all our gigs and more besides uh, can be found at pappiescomedy.com. You can also find us on Twitter, at Pappies Tweet, and Facebook, Tumblr. We have another podcast called Bangers and Mash, which you can find through iTunes or our website. Uh, Paul and Ellis, anything to plug? We'll start with uh, Ellis. Uh, I made a pilot for the BBC called The Committee Meeting. Another comedian called Chris Corcoran and is on the IU Player. It's very Brilliant. Good. Oh, thank you. And um, Clark Ma- just thinks it's good. I think it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. You know, three um, stars. And, <laughs> my, <laughs> um, and uh, my uh, Twitter is Ellis James, just E L I S. James is as you'd imagine. <laughs> You're going to have to work on your signature sign-off, by the way. <laughs> uh, uh, Paul, anything to plug? I am available for television appearances. <laughs> And you also have a fantastic podcast yourself. That is true. I, I have a couple. <laughs> I have uh, the Pod F Topcast and uh, also the Dead Authors Podcast, which is me and uh, improvisers pretending to be uh, famous authors. And I appear as H.G. Uh, Wells interviewing funny people every month. Well, <laughs> you've just met four. <laughs> four seem to be dead authors. Um, if you have any beef you want our help with, you can email us at flapshareslamdown at gmail.com. The hashtag for the show is, as it always has been, hashtag flatslam, or if you prefer, hashtag benders. Um, <laughs> producer Ben, give us the uh, final scores. One team has 11, the other team has 21. Yes! Hang on a sec. <laughs> Hang on one cotton picking minute. And today's winners are Ben and Paul. Oh! What the fuck? <laughs> so the winners get... The winners get a bunch of marigolds. The losers get punched by someone wearing marigolds. Thanks to both our guests, we and Patty. See you next time on Flatshare Slamdown! Happy's Flatshare Slamdown featured. Nothing.
Crosby, Ben Clark, and Tom Barry, with special guests, Paul F. Tompkins and Ellis James. It's devised by Patterson, producer Ben Walker. Big thanks to everyone who came down to see the recording. The Orange Market British Comedy Guys at the Soho Theatre for having us, and to Natasha Caffin for her help. Pat is flat, yes, Landa. It's a first production for the internet. Don't tickle me, Thomas. Cheers, everyone. Bye! Thank you, everybody, so much. Hello, this is producer Ben from Flatshare Slamdown. Thanks for listening to the show. I hope you're enjoying the series. Uh, I'm about to do an advert, but after that, I've stuck an added extra from the recording with Paul and Ellis onto the end of this podcast as a thank you for sticking around. So, the advert. As well as Pappy's Flatshare Slamdown, I also produce another panel show comedy podcast called Do The Right Thing. You may know it, but if you don't, check it out at comedy.co.uk forward slash DTRT. Anyway, if any of you are heading up to the Edinburgh Fringe this August, we're recording a new series of Do The Right Thing on the 18th, 19th, 20th and 21st at 11.20pm in the Pleasance Courtyard. The lineups may yet change, but as it stands, we've got some great guests coming on to do the show, including Simon Munnery, Lucy Porter, Sarah Pascoe, who did uh, Flatshare Slamdown last series, rival podcasters Peacock and Gamble, and podcasting behemoth Jesse Thorne. If you'd like to come along and see the show, you can find a link for tickets at comedy.co.uk forward slash DTRT or by googling Pleasant's Do The Right Thing. Right, advert over. Here's a little bit more from Paul F. Tompkins and Ellis James on Pappy's Flatshare Slamdown. May I also say, I, 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 you fellas walked me through the show uh, before we started, but you did not tell me that you were going to play a pre-recorded sketch and that the lights would remain up while the <laughs> sketch was playing. You simply must put the lights down. Like, the three of you have, have written and you appear in the sketch. Do you know what? We put our heads down instead, <laughs> which is a completely different thing. Go a bit red. We just look. I, I just sort of pretend I've got to write something yeah. or look at my bit of paper, yeah, and then I just, by the time I look up, the audience are cheering. But you, but you, you start out by saying, here's one of these sketches, everyone hates them, and we're going to play it anyway, and then I'm not sure as a guest how I'm supposed to react. Were you pretending to enjoy it, Paul? I didn't know why. I, I was kind of going back and forth between sort of just looking around, it, like, what are you going to do? They're yeah, going to play these sketches, I guess. And then sometimes laughing. Also, issues with the dish shoes. <laughs> If you unpick that, this entire show will unravel, I can tell you that right now. <laughs> that was the one joke that worked. I, uh, yeah, but the, the fact is, when it comes to comedy, I've clearly been trying too hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's there, it's, I, ha- I have always said that about you, actually. So, it's so obvious. You go on, you say, you've got to go with me for this. <laughs> You say whatever bullshit you've come up with. Whoa! People, oh, come on, Tom! <laughs> this is Ellis's first episode of Flatshare's Land, and he's never heard us before. Something go, go extraordinary. I, like, I'm not doing Edinburgh, right? But, I mean, I've got three weeks. I'm going to do three fucking shows. I'm not going to shit I'm going to shit anymore. <laughs> with a lot of added caveats. <laughs> So, there we go. Were we ever so young? Oh, you can hear it in our voices, can't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've been well pickled since then. I think that's the... (laughs) You've still got the same voice. You've preserved it. Um, Yeah. So, absolute... We've got to ask you now, Clark, and you may remember what this is about, but can you say tea towel? Tea towel? (sighs) See how easy it is. You won't even know what that's about, but no, uh, that's, I, that's that, a, do that is a bit you don't remember. It became a bit of a runner. Um, there's so many bits as, as well that I'd forgotten. We've sort of we don't do in the live episodes anymore. The pre-recorded sketch. Oh, is it got a pre-recorded? It's got a pre-recorded one? sketch. Which Good right, Lord, how you, was that to listen to again, d- listener dear? <laughs> oh baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, even producer Ben kept in the bit right at the end of the episode where Paul F. Tompkins goes. Why do you play that sketch? You tell the audience it's not, no one likes it, and then you leave the lights on, and we all have to sit here and not. And it's really funny. So you'll you'll have heard that already, listener. Um, and um, yeah, so there's 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 tea towel. There's the the sketch. Oh, um, the other thing is when we come up with um, different rounds that we're not going to do. Do you oh, know that? Yes, I thought I we were going to do my round that. that we used to always end with some sort of pun on Cuba Gooding Jr. That's yes. in there as well. 
it's it's a oh, wild ride to see how the format's changed so we're going to do a few more of these um because uh yeah because parry is busy at the moment um so it isn't able to uh, uh to record these new episodes so we're going to put out a few more classics over the next two months i think um all being well we're going to start up with the live ones soon after that but if you want to tell us a favorite episode then get in touch there are yeah. loads of great ways to get in touch pappy's flat share at gmail.com is uh, a good one get in touch with us tell us what your favorite uh, episodes of uh, flat share slam down past are definitely because famously you know that we never remember anything that we ever do so no. <laughs> i think that i only really remember that useful. night because i met paul f Tompkins. i think that's literally the only reason yeah, i remember I that episode for me too, yeah. most other people are that i actually knew already um so that that so yeah uh, pappy's flat share at gmail.com also um, at pappy's tweet if you want to tweet us you can definitely get in touch with us that way and if you have a beef for us we always need beefs and we're going to record a bunch more beef brothers episodes this month so uh, we'd need beefs beef brothers podcast at gmail.com uh, get in touch and of course you can find us on facebook and instagram and all the rest but um all that remains is to say tea towel and this episode was produced so- sort of by uh, producer emma caution caution team but also kind of mainly by producer ben walker who did the lion's share of it. I mean, not just not to, you know, not to disparage what Emma's done. I mean, it's lovely to see the two behemoths come together. Absolutely. Know? The Name two a more iconic greats. pairing. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, have, have a wonderful uh, rest of the week and uh, we'll see you very soon. Cheers, Cheers everyone. everyone. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.